0: Marie is excited to announce a new class lineup for next year. In addition to her weekend Reiki workshop, which she will teach twice next year in the Seattle area, and once in Oregon, she is adding a new workshop entitled Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. This workshop will get to the core of an individual's belief system in order to provoke positive, lasting changes in their lives. Marie's one-day workshops will include her annual automatic writing class backed by popular demand. New to the schedule for next year includes a class that will take an in-depth look to understanding illnesses facing children. As more and more of our children are faced with increasing illnesses and challenges, we as members of their families and society need to gain a better understanding as to what is behind these illnesses from a spiritual and energetic basis. Another exciting new class is entitled The Energy Medicine Experience. Join Marie in learning how to expand on the experience of energy medicine. Marie will also continue her traditional monthly evening classes covering a host of interesting topics, new and old as well as expanding her teachings to outside Washington State. Stay tuned for upcoming dates and further details.
1: Listen to me, Marie Manucherry on the Marie Manucherry Show where energy and medicine meet. I've been blessed to work with many clients nationwide helping them to heal, healing from disease, either emotional, mental, physical, or spiritual. With the knowledge and the skills that I've learned over the years, I'm able to help people easily find root cause to their situation. The Marie Manucherry Show will stream live over the internet, so if you have a friend or family member living outside of the Seattle area experiencing difficulty with their life, encourage them to listen to the show. Or better yet, call in for advice. You can listen to the show on on 1150 AM KKNW every Thursday night at 7 p.m. See you then.
2: Views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Welcome
1: to Marie Marine Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. everyone. Welcome. Another Thursday evening here in the Seattle area. A little bit of rain, but as I noticed when I was driving in, the rain started to disappear. How's it looking out there, Tom?
0: Actually, it's really nice out right now. Good. It's just kind of sprinkling. Just sprinkling yeah, a little it's bit. it's just a little drizzle.
1: So kind of normal Seattle weather. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: yeah, know. If, if that is is your definition of rain in Seattle, then... <laughs> Got (laughs) to (laughs) move
1: right to where you're from, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So move to Arizona or stay here in Seattle with the rest of us. Yeah. Well,
0: because in the summertime in Arizona, you'll just be like, Oh my God, it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't I get cool?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we'll all just stay here in Seattle because our summers are actually warming up. Oh my God. They're a little too hot for me. They're gorgeous here. Gorgeous. I love the. But a little too hot for me. All my neighbors in my cul got air conditioning except for me. I'll I'll probably be the next one on the block getting air conditioning just because I need it in the 70s, Mm. although. um, I'm, I'm not complaining for anyone in the 80s. That's absolutely wonderful.
0: Well, ceiling fans are good. Oh, good idea. Yeah, yeah,
1: good idea. Good idea. Ceiling
0: fans are the bomb.
1: Great. <laughs> so we're now into 2008. And as many of you may know that Dennis Flaherty is here with us on the radio station tonight to talk about astrology. Dennis is a Vedic astrologer, an internationally acclaimed Vedic astrologer, um, who has experience and practice in both Western and Vedic astrology. So hello, Dennis. How are you?
3: Happy New Year, Marie.
1: Happy New Year. I'm so glad you're here.
3: Oh, it's going to be fun.
1: Oh, we're going to have a great time. And so I'm hoping that we'll be able to talk about the trends in 2008. And you and I spoke about bringing up the moon, which is has a big impact in Vedic astrology. Is that true?
3: Yes, the system of Indian astrology focuses on the moon, where in Western astrology, we focus on the sun because we have more of a solar calendar. Mm. India has what is called a solar lunar calendar. So they reference the moon a little bit more in the passage of time through the moon. So uh, in our culture, if someone wants to get to know you, they say, oh, you know, what's your sign? But right. they mean, of course, your sun sign. Your sun where sign. Where in India, if people say, what's your sign, they mean, what's your moon sign? Oh. And if you're really knowledgeable, they want to know not only the constellation that your moon is in, but they want to know what is called the lunar mansion because India's astrology has 27 lunar mansions as well. So the moon resides in certain what we call mansions or Uh, nakshatras, as they're called. Each one of them is associated with a goddess. So India has this wonderful solar lunar calendar. It's a little bit different than Western astrology, and in its own context, it really references the moon
1: oh that's it's amazing and you're obviously a very intelligent person to have all this stored in your brain and easily accessed and we're just so lucky to have you on the show tonight thank you so much for coming in and i'm going to ha- um, repeat the toll free number and tom will hand um, repeat the local number so if you want to call in and ask dennis a question or myself a question the phone number the toll free number is one eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight, 825 8828 and then tom our local number is
0: the local number is 425-373-5527
1: Wonderful. Thank you. So what are some of the trends for 2008 that you're seeing you know, globally for, um, for all of us human beings?
3: Well, again, I want to talk a little bit just about the difference between Please. Eastern and Western astrology. The system of uh, Western astrology, as we call it, which is the circle uh, that m- people are familiar with. Uh, very much comes from the Greeks, and mm-hmm. the Greeks are, are great philosophers and uh, and great astrologers as well. The system of Indian astrology is a little bit different. Uh, we simply call it uh, Vedic astrology because it comes out of the Vedas, which are the Holy Bible of Hinduism. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like our own Christian Bible has ten commandments that are foundational to it, Uh, the Vedas, or the Bibles of Indian religion, have what are called six limbs. And actually, astrology is one of the limbs of the Vedas. That's how esteemed it is. Wow. And it's called Jyotisha. It comes from the Sanskrit Jyotir, which means light. So it's called the science of light. So it's like a proverbial light that we use to kind of shine on the life. And the difference is the system of Western astrology uh, examines the planets in reference to the Earth. Uh, particularly in reference to the seasons, which is what we call the solstices and the equinoxes. Mm-hmm. Now, we just had the winter solstice, right. which is known as the darkest uh, time of the year right. uh, you know, from which the light increases. Uh, and, of course, uh, that is very important as far as ancient agrarian traditions are concerned because that's where we do all our planting from, uh, the solstices, because it has to do with the light. But the system of Indian astrology doesn't reference... Uh, the planets to what we call the Earth or the solstices and the equinoxes, they reference it to the heavens and the stars. Mm. So it's a star-based system. Mm. Uh, so we use what we call a different reference point, which is all of the stars out there. So mm. within the system of Indian astrology, we have these constellations, which are which are similar in name to the signs in Western astrology, but we also have those stars out there, you know, those billions and billions of stars billions. that Carl Sagan spoke about. Uh, they're very important in, in Indian astrology mm-hmm. because we want to know what your stars are.
1: Ooh, that is just lovely.
3: So we have a different reference point, so we use the constellations. So uh, coming up for the new year, yeah. uh, we have a couple of uh, exciting what we call transits. The planet Jupiter, Jupiter's name in Sanskrit is, uh, is guru, which means teacher and preceptor. Wow. So guru is the greatest of the planets, and Jupiter this year is in the constellation of Sagittarius, which is his own constellation. Right. So this is, in the astrology of India, it's going to favor an interest in spirituality. It's going to favor an interest in all educational endeavors. It's going to favor an interest in travel. Uh, notwithstanding the price of oil in this coming year, <laughs> where, uh, again, Jupiter brings optimism. So when he's in his own constellation, people are usually upbeat and very optimistic. So and we're going to have a
1: good year, 2008. So uh,
3: in terms of where Jupiter is, people will have a great deal of optimism. Wonderful. So Jupiter is the planet of optimism. And, of course, we always have to weigh that against the planet of what we call pessimism, or reality, which is the planet Saturn. <laughs> right? And Saturn uh, this year uh, is caught up in what we call uh, the eclipse patterns. Uh, he's with the planets that bring what we call change. Mm. And so when the planet of reality gets caught up with the planets that bring change, it's kind of a changing reality. <laughs> uh, and so people are not sure entirely what the reality is out there. And if you've just been watching the stock market lately, You know, one day it seems to be a bull market. The next day it seems to be a bear market. The next day it seems to be a bull market. So Saturn's going to be doing a little bit of this reality ride for the next four months. So in my opinion, you know, the first kind of four months of this year are a little bit rocky in terms of what's really going on out there. So you
1: think by May things will calm down a little bit more? The planets
3: are going to shift in May uh, and Saturn will become a little bit clearer. So usually when reality shifts, uh, people are not so sure consistently what's happening. So Saturn Mm -hmm. brings what we call a little bit of anxiety. So although Jupiter is very optimistic, Saturn is exceptionally cautious. So uh, it's a nice combination for wisdom with a little bit of reality-based paranoia. And growth.
1: And a little bit. Yeah,
3: a little bit of reality-based paranoia. (laughs) Uh, That's what Saturn brings. Uh, uh, and, And so kind of the combination is very much what Chicken Little would say, you know, even if the sky is falling, perhaps the change will do me good.
1: (laughs) I like that. And so we're going to go ahead and go to the phones because we already have several people calling in, and you're very lucky to be able to get advice and information from Dennis Flaherty here, who's a Vedic astrologer. You're based in Edmonds, and you also teach classes on astrology. So, um, Susan, I believe you're on the line. Hello, Susan? Uh, Hi, Susan. Uh, Hi. Hi. How are you?
4: I'm good, how are you? I am
1: great, thank you. Thanks for calling in. What can we do for you?
4: Well, I had a question for Dennis. I I know that he's an expert in Vedic and Western astrology, but I also know that he does work in astro-cartography, which is actually doing charts for certain area locations. And I was wondering if Dennis might be able to share with us uh, some information about our Pacific Northwest chart.
1: Oh, that's a great idea.
3: Uh, astrolocality uh, is referencing the planets to here on terra firma uh, as opposed to against the sky, because normally, as astrologers, what we do is we're looking at the planets in reference to where they are in the sky. Uh, but what astrolocality does is um, it references the planets um, here to the Earth through what we call. Uh, Basically, it translates to uh, declination and right ascension, which are astronomical terms, but the skinny of it is we take the equator here on Earth, which is very much how we— gain our location Mm -hmm. in latitude and longitude. And we project that into space and we measure the planets on what we essentially call celestial longitude and latitude. And from that, we can get where particular planetary lines of energy are going through different localities. And then those energies are going to resonate harmoniously or unharmoniously with you. And that is what we call astrolocality. so that in essence what we're able to do is to send people to different locations according to their intention. So, for example, where Jupiter is going to be in a very positive place this year, and if Jupiter is a good planet for you in terms of what it represents, we can send you to a place where you could embrace Jupiter and you could meet its planetary energy so that the energy that the planet represents in time comes into your life in space. So that's what we do with astrolocality, which is, in essence, uh, I get paid to tell people where to go.
1: Hmm. So did that answer your question, Susan? Yes, you did. Okay, great. Great. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for calling in. You bet. That's great. Bye-bye now. And why don't we go ahead and take another caller, too. We've got David on the line. Hi, David.
5: Hi, Marie. Hi, Dennis. Great show tonight.
1: Oh, thank you so much. We're happy to be here. What can we do for you?
5: I have a question um, about um, the relationship I'm in. Um, My girlfriend and I it's been really difficult for me she'd just gotten over ten-year uh, ten marriage and been divorced almost a year when I when I um, started seeing her and um, it's just been um, even though I like her lot it's really difficult and it hasn't really progressed as most it's been two years but it hasn't progressed the way um, most most relationships would mm-hmm. um I, I also had a um I didn't mention to uh earlier but I had a question about um i I'd, I'd been in the um Saturn when I had a Vedic reading um in the mid 90s and um i'm i'm just curious where i am
3: okay Dave, david this is dennis what's your birthday
5: it's august twenty eighth nineteen sixty five
3: and uh when did you when did you start this relationship
5: um two years ago um it was um had a when i thought it was was on um, was on new year's years ago. Okay, yeah. um, it was actually a little while after that. But
3: and you had had a Vedic reading, and uh, the Vedic astrologer told you you were in the cycle of Saturn?
5: Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, that was um, in the early 90s.
3: Okay, so that takes us back a number of years. And your birthday is August 20th, 1965? August 28th. August 28th. Yeah. All right. So in essence, you are born on a Saturday, Uh, which is Saturn's day, and um, primarily where I don't have a computer program here to accurately calculate your chart. As I was saying earlier in the program here, uh, we very much like to look at the moon, because the moon is very important in the astrology of India, because the moon is referenced ultimately uh, to what we call manas, or consciousness. And what's very important in the astrology of India is, of course, how we view the world. And, uh, and so in essence, it does make a difference if we view the life as a glass half-empty as opposed to a glass half-full. It determines a lot of our expectations. And uh, do you happen to know what time of the day you were born, whether it's the morning or the afternoon?
5: It was the evening it's at the evening. 719.
3: So in the sidereal system of Indian astrology, your moon is going to be in the uh, constellation of, uh, of, of Kanya, which is, which is Virgo. And uh, in light of this, the planet Saturn uh, coming up this summer of, uh, of 2007 has come to uh, what we call the Sadi Sati, which is the passage uh, of Saturn over the moon. And what Saturn does, um, uh, particularly when it comes to the moon, is um, it slows things down. Uh, and many times uh, uh, it, it is the nature of Saturn to test what I say is real as opposed to that which is not real. This is a a very, very powerful planet, but it is the planet of reality. And what Saturn does, David, is he takes everything that we believe to be true and he puts it under pressure. And if it is true, he cuts and facets it and he reveals a flawless gem. But if it's not true uh, or if it's flawed, he ends up crushing it to dust. So the challenge of this planet is you tend to get gems and you tend to get dust. Uh, You get very little in between. And when we engage in relationship, uh, which is the most uh, romantic of all endeavors, we certainly have a lot of expectations, we certainly have a lot of fantasies, and uh, Saturn, I want to say in that context, in terms of being a very realistic planet, tends to create challenge in personal relationship uh through the very nature of we ultimately find out what is true about the relationship as opposed to, I want to say what our expectations are. And so it sounds like in this relationship that um, you've been waiting, and you might still feel you're waiting. Uh, uh, and, and perhaps there are some delays, and perhaps there are some doubts, but I'm going to tell you that if you feel this person is worth waiting for, uh, that Saturn himself will be less afflicted as we come to May, and there's already an investment in this relationship, and it's about two years old, as I'm hearing, and so by May, it'll be about two and a half years old, uh, and Saturn will not be as troubled or afflicted, and, uh, and you may feel, I'll say, more consistent and firm about where you are in the relationship, because of what's happening with Saturn right now, you probably are experiencing ups and downs, is that correct? <laughs> And and the time that we want to watch is when Saturn gets caught up in the eclipse pattern, and he was caught up in the patterns in, uh, in, in, in August and September. And so going back a couple of months, did you almost feel uh, that you wanted to break up or you experienced difficulty at that period of time? There was difficulty. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to ask you to persevere. I'm going to ask you to be dedicated, uh, but to look at the relationship realistically. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this person is coming out uh, of a long-standing situation. Uh, And so kind of in light of that, there are issues of distance, which is what we call availability. Uh, And we're going to have one more series of eclipse patterns in February. But I will tell you, as we get past these patterns and we come a little bit more to May, I think you will see uh, that uh, you'll feel more consistent about the relationship and it'll be on firmer ground for you as opposed to the ups and downs that you're experiencing now. So I would urge you to hang in there a little bit, uh, but also to be clear about your expectations, and if necessary, to also embrace some counseling and therapy. This always helps to clarify expectations. Right. Thanks, Dennis. I hope that's been helpful, David. That's so great.
1: Thank you so much, Dennis. That's wonderful. And thank you, David, for calling in. Thanks. And best of luck. I hope that it all works out for you. Thanks, Marie. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. And we have another caller on the line. We have um, a person calling from Monroe. Is that right? Um, Yes, I am. Hi, how are you?
6: Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I kind of discovered your show uh, last week.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for listening and for calling in. What can we do for you?
6: Well, I um, have been experiencing what they call a cardiomyogenic episode. Mm -hmm. It's where my heart rate will drop below 40. Right. And my blood pressure can only be... uh, you know, heard by a doctor, um, but yet I'm totally cognizant
1: mm-hmm.
6: and conscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess what I'm trying uh, is to ask. Um, I, I suspect that it's related to my waking up, so to speak.
1: You mean your biorhythm is is being off? Is off? Y- yeah, y- yeah. Okay. When I when I look at your entire energetic system, it is quite jumbled and. I'm disjointed when I'm in your aura, mm-hmm. when I'm in your body, and you've been like this for a long time. When how long ago were you diagnosed?
6: Um, I've been experiencing it since I was eighth grade. Yeah,
1: so for a long and, time.
6: But as I, you know, now I'm older, I'm 59, mm-hmm. and I noticed the episodes, you know, started happening lasting longer.
1: Right. And
6: much more, you know, uh, symptomatic.
1: Right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give my energetic perception, and then you can give your astrological information to Dennis, and then maybe he can find something beautiful in your chart to help you (laughs) with this. You know what you're going to have to learn to do? And um, I actually know someone who just got this homework assignment herself, is you're going to have to learn how to just be. Because mm. your, your energy is, is frantic around you energetically, even though you may appear calm and seem like you've got it all together, mm-hmm. in, you have this tendency to overdo, you know, e- even if there isn't a whole lot going on in your life energetically, you're making your life more complicated and more difficult. Yeah. You, you don't know how to turn off and so it's really important in I, life i do
6: have um, add
1: yeah well and and you know and, and i i like i think that diagnosis is very interesting i think it's overdiagnosed right. and, and overused and and what it means to me attention deficit disorder means you're a very sensitive individual you pick up on the subtleness of energy and mm-hmm. and that's good that's a, a a wonderful thing but you also need to learn how to be calm and relax and to allow the energy patterns to move into change and not feel that you have to get up and run down the hallway just because energy is moving quickly past you. So right. learning how to just be. And so, Dennis, um, what can you offer our caller?
3: Uh, well, this will be very consistent with the philosophy of Jyotisha, the science of light, where um, if you will look at the yogis of ancient India, uh, in, in essence, the style of meditation that they practice is not listening uh, to music on an iPod and gazing at several different <laughs> candles <laughs> while they're driving their car, uh, <laughs> which is they're not extending their consciousness in several directions at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is what has happened in our modern life. Mm-hmm. So we actually value in this time the ability of uh, people to hold several things in their consciousness simultaneously, with the ancients actually wanted to clear the consciousness and to hold one thing at a time. Beautiful. And so— in essence, uh, consciousness is very associated with breath. Oh. And uh, again, in our Western culture, uh, we very much carry a, uh, a modern sundial in the watch and we measure life by the second because the second is our smallest denomination of time. And, and of course, you know, the joke is we're all trying to do much, much more in a New York minute where <laughs> in ancient India, the measure of time is actually a prana or a breath. Beautiful. So they don't measure life by the second, they measure it by the breath. So (laughs) actually, mindfulness and proper breathing reduce anxiety and have a restorative effect upon the body.
1: Upon the body. Mm -hmm.
3: Now, uh, I'm the proud father of uh, twin daughters, uh, Sarah and Natalie, uh, who are out there listening today. And when they were very young, I used to teach them what we would call breath management, which is what we call pranayama. And so when they would want uh, some candy, uh, I would ask them to breathe. <laughs> and so rather than jumping up and down, you know, for the sugar fix, they would breathe <laughs> and they would moderate that their breath. That is smart
1: parenting. Where were you when I was um, helping my kids and, with uh, and, not and, eating sugar? Uh, and <laughs> then
3: we would, of course, uh, give them the cookies or the candy or whatnot in <laughs> terms of moderating their breath. So That's I would lovely. say, Yvonne, you might want to embrace uh, the study of yoga with the uh, permission of your doctor, because I think you will find there is a connection to the breath and also the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you can mm-hmm. get that through breath, you might find that you can develop a self-regulating tool.
1: And, you know, I, I can see why you're concerned in asking about this, because I when I'm looking at a five-year span for you, things could get more complicated in this arena physically for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And, and I, I'm not going to just project it towards age, because I think people can live very healthy at, at All kinds of different time periods in our life, but I am seeing this five-year time period where it's like the universe is asking you to do this one thing that they've been asking you to do since you were eight, and (laughs) and and maybe through Dennis's you know words is to breathe, to to relax and breathe. Yeah,
3: because breathing is about being.
6: I'm at the point where I do not use any Western medicine. I'm I'm extremely sensitive. You know, I have had to rely strictly on like homeopathic or alternative.
1: Right. And so then it should be easy to embrace the breath or yoga or some other modality so that you can help keep your body nice and healthy. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I'm going to um, repeat the toll-free number again, and Tom will um, give us the local number, and then we're going to go to a short break. Our phone number here on the Marie Cherry Show, where you can talk to Dennis Flaherty, a Vedic astrologer, internationally known, who's also a teacher in the Vedic sciences, and we'll talk about that too when he comes back. Our toll-free number is one 825 8828 and our local number is...
0: four two five. Excuse me. Uh, (laughs) 425-373-5527. One more time, that number 425-373-5527.
1: Great. And we'll be right back with the Marie Menucherry Show. to me Marie Manucheri on the Marie Manucheri show where energy and medicine meet I've been blessed to work with many clients nationwide helping them to heal healing from disease either emotional mental physical or spiritual with the knowledge and the skills that I've learned over the years I'm able to help people easily find root cause to their situation the Marie Manucheri show we're stream live over the internet so if you have a friend or family member living outside of the Seattle area experiencing difficulty with their life encourage them to listen to the show or better yet call in for advice you can listen to the show on a 1150 a.m. KKNW every Thursday night at 7 p.m. See you then.
0: Marie is excited to announce a new class lineup for next year. In addition to her weekend Reiki workshop, which she will teach twice next year in the Seattle area, and once in Oregon, she is adding a new workshop entitled Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. This workshop will get to the core of an individual's belief system in order to provoke positive, lasting changes in their lives. Marie's one-day workshops will include her annual automatic writing class, backed by popular demand. New to the schedule for next year includes a class that will take an in-depth look to understanding illnesses facing children. As more and more of our children are faced with increasing illnesses and challenges, we as members of their families and society need to gain a better understanding as to what is behind these illnesses from a spiritual and energetic basis. Another exciting new class is entitled The Energy Medicine Experience. Join Marie in learning how to expand on the experience of energy medicine. Marie will also continue her traditional monthly evening classes, covering a host of interesting topics, new and old, as well as expanding her teachings to outside Washington State. Stay tuned for upcoming dates and further details.
2: 1150 KKNW.com. Proud to bring variety to your radio dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
1: And welcome back to the Marine Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. We have our guest here, Dennis Flaherty, a Vedic astrologer located here in Washington. He actually works out of Edmonds, and you live in Edmonds, too. Yes. Yes, and um, I've been blessed to have a few readings with Dennis, and I've totally enjoyed Um, The insights you've given me, you've really helped me in several areas of my life, and even most recently. So, again, thank you for all your help.
3: You're very welcome. It's a very, very old science, uh, and uh, it's very good for examining time because there's different qualities of time for different people. We all tend to objectify time and think it's the same, But it subjectively varies according to what cycle we're in and what we're experiencing. We all experience it a little bit differently.
1: Well, you've certainly helped me. So we're going to go back to our callers. We have several people on the line. So we have Teresa from Indiana. Hello, Teresa. Yes. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I am great. Thank you. You're sounding better and better. Every time you call in, you're sounding a little bit happier. This is good.
7: I know. I'm feeling a little guilty that I'm calling so much. Hey, it's perfectly um, fine. I'm so fascinated by your show. Wonderful. Um, Thank you. And um, and Dennis, when um, when you were talking just a moment ago about Vedic astrology, um, co- focusing on the moon sign, yes, um, I thought that that I mean, it just struck me as really interesting because I've been reading another astrologer who uses the moon's north node um, to talk about spiritual soul potential, and I was I just wanted you to comment on that. Um
3: uh, yes. See, the, the the nodes of the moon. <coughs> uh, in, in the system of Indian astrology or given the status of planets, uh, they're actually kind of energetic vortex points, uh, what we call on the ecliptic. And so the nodes of the moon, the north node of the moon is known as Rahu and the south node of the moon is known as Ketu. And uh, the nature of the north node of the moon, which is what we're talking about here, is a little bit different than the moon uh, because the nature of the north node of the moon, the nodes of the moon are said, Teresa, to have an intoxicating effect. Mm. Uh, And again, the sages of India say in this world we're all drunkards, the only thing that separates us is the quality of wine that we drink. (laughs) And the north node of the moon has what we call a whirly intoxication. So it becomes actually a planet that is associated with the intensification of desire because uh, according to uh, the people of India in their spiritual doctrines, the Hindus uh, believe in what we call the transmigration of the soul. The Hindus believe that, you know, we've all been here many more times than you truly would care to remember, and that mm-hmm. we come here to fulfill ourselves uh, in in our journey towards enlightenment. And so the North Node, to a certain extent, is associated with that process of fulfillment or the intensification of desire. We all desire something. And so in terms of looking at the North Node of the moon, we can see the desire nature of a person which determines uh, what they 're interested in and their degree of satisfaction and fulfillment around that and of course, you know the whole issue uh, with desire of course is its moderation, which is i mean we all certainly like a good glass of wine. And we think that, you know, perhaps the more glasses we have, the better we'll feel. But we know, contrary to that, that maybe after a glass, maybe two, it doesn't really get any better. It actually gets worse. (laughs) So the whole issue with the intensification of desire is its fulfillment but not its addiction. And that's what has to be watched with the nodes of the moon because they tend not to be moderate. They tend to be a little bit obsessive. So, um, uh, again, they're kind of intoxicating and we have to watch that intoxication because part of that intoxication is fulfillment, and the other side of it is addiction. That has wow. to be watched.
1: That's amazing. Did that help mm. it help answer your question? Oh, sure. It does. Wonderful. Um,
7: the moon, it seems, just in my chart, I've been told I have sun in Aries and moon in Libra. Mm. And um, my north node is Virgo. But they, um, I've been told that just that the inherent nature of that is sort of conflicted. And, well, um, what is
3: interesting, Teresa, about the nodes of the moon is they are the planets that cause eclipses. So they bring in the grayscale of life, and uh, and the grayscale of life is is uh, again a little bit of what we call chaya or shadow. They're known as shadow planets. And so they are really exceptional, I want to say, for self-inquiry and getting into the nature of our psyche, Mm, uh, which is the nature of shadow. And, you know, even in the Jungian sense, getting into the shadow and seeing, uh, you know, what is there a little bit in the darkness. But again, the nature of uh, the nodes of the moon is they tend to complicate things. And so what we watch for is... I mean, it's good when things are exciting, but we don't want TMC, which means too many complications. Because if life gets too complicated, then we feel we have so many different desires. You know, there isn't enough time in the day. Right.
7: Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I was very curious about that. I'm, um, I'm very into astrology and young, and um, Wonderful. I
1: find this all very, very fascinating. So thank you. You're welcome, and thank you for calling Our in. Our pleasure, Teresa. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we're just going to continue answering phones here. We've got Kay from Everett. Hello. Hi. Hi, Kay. How are you?
8: I'm good. How are you, Marie?
1: I am fantastic. Thank you for calling. And what can Dennis do for you?
8: Well, um, first of all, I just want to tell you, Marie, I'm looking forward to your class on um, the 16th. I just registered for it. Oh, and well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. it relates a lot to what I would love some input from Dennis on if I could give him a little information. I just am feeling really impatient about All the changes that I just feel like they're right on the horizon, but I'm not getting them yet. Like finding the right relationship, finding the right career, you know, Mm -hmm. making more money—all those things that most of us want. But
1: and so, um, what's your birthday, Kate?
8: It's August twentieth, nineteen fifty-six.
1: Okay, great.
3: And uh, you want to look at a forecast for the year ahead?
8: Oh, I would love that. So this
3: is August twentieth, nineteen fifty-six. Right. Okay. Uh, and you know what time of the day you were born morning yes, or evening Three oh two a m okay so you're born in the early morning yeah uh, and in terms of where the moon is for this is nineteen fifty six august twentieth uh, the the um, the the moon in your chart uh, has has uh has experienced uh, that planet of of course uh delay which is Saturn these last couple of years, and just most recently, Saturn has kind of broken free of your moon primarily this summer so you may have felt that you've been waiting for this moment of time uh to be free you might have felt prior that you were kind of doing time as we say and you were waiting for some things to finish up and now you're breaking free and so that's probably part of the impatience at this period of time where you might feel it's a little bit more clear sailing for you and you have all of that anticipation
1: Mm-hmm.
3: and And also uh kind of continuing uh, uh, in that light, uh, Jupiter now has a very good relationship with your moon, because as Yay. I was saying Yay. earlier, <laughs> you know Jupiter's the planet of of the opportunity of more, mm-hmm. where Saturn is the planet of the opportunity of less we and, love uh, and, and most people I know, uh, particularly from Western culture, are really interested in more <laughs> rather than less, <laughs> right. and even if they're interested in less they're interested in less is more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Jupiter now forms a good relationship with your moon and so you might actually feel on some level that you can rest and you have more time. Do you do you do you have a different uh, assessment of time where you feel That Time is in your favor right now. Mm -hmm. And so in light of that, you want to fill it up with things that are joyous to you, which means uh, Jupiter's relationship with the moon is you're you're feeling like time is supporting you in this coming year, as opposed to maybe being against you, which is you feel like you've crested a hill and you've got some momentum. Can uh, I tell and as, you what
8: I just established my New Year's theme to be?
3: I'd love to hear it.
8: I have plenty of time for everything in my life I desire. Yay!
3: Well, that's the grace of Jupiter, because, yeah. you know, your, your cuff is, is, is kind of, uh, I, I want to say, half full at this period of time, where the last couple of years, Saturn influencing your moon, just, you know, there wasn't really a lot of room or a lot of time, and Jupiter just created that phenomena for you right around Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, I feel
3: that. So you've just been in this for literally about the last 6 weeks.
1: Mm. Congratulations. So it sounds like things are going to be moving, you know, smoothly. And, and you know, when people feel frustrated, I believe that when you feel frustration, it 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 is a good indication of things coming forward. You just may need to be a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. You know, step back, ask, okay, I'm on the right track because that's what frustration means to me, and how else can I be creative? in this situation. It sounds like Jupiter is going to be helping you out with that. So that's mm-hmm. fantastic. And
3: I'll just say, particularly as you get to the spring, make sure you do not overextend yourself. Mm, uh, yeah. It's a very exciting time right now, but as we get a little bit more to the spring, uh, I mean, uh, don't, don't overextend yourself and spend too many plates because you could get back into that situation where you don't have any time again because you're doing too much.
1: Okay. Ah, good advice. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Kay, for calling in. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy mm-hmm. new year. Thank you. So we're going to go straight to the um, the callers again. We have Mark from Graham. Hi, Mark. How are you?
9: I'm good. Thank you. This is going to be a little bit off topic, so I'm sorry to...
1: P- everyone's welcome to call in with whatever question they want always, so please uh, feel free. Well,
9: thank you. I appreciate that. My uh, stepdaughter was mm-hmm. just found out she's got a tumor in her head Right. and she needs to get in there and have it taken care of. Right. It's, it's pretty invasive, evidently, and they're not sure they're going to be able to get it all. And right. I was wondering if you had any ideas, maybe if you
1: could help her or if you could see something that... Well, I, I definitely would be um, happy to assist her in any way in terms of helping her with her healing. I, You know, um, we have a screen that kind of lets us... Gives, gives me kind of an idea why someone might be calling in. So I knew there was a health issue. I knew it was in her head, actually, when I looked at um, your name. And um, so she has a brain tumor. Um, brain tumors are about... Energetically, they're about... Um, being in denial, so not looking at life as clearly as a person can. And um, and as I was looking at your name and, and um, the information that was on the screen, I was feeling the information and reading it as best as I could because I want to be able to give you um, accurate information and move into the energy. I, I do think that she is going to have some positive results from the surgery. I do think it will be somewhat trying. Um, and we can avoid this trying by maybe have her do some energy work or some acupuncture work or some other holistic um, work prior to surgery, maybe immediately after, and then if she needs more treatments afterwards to coincide with that. Um, And part of this is because of her um, kind of stubborn personality. Uh, And I mean no no disrespect when I say that. There are good things about being stubborn as well. (laughs) Well, there are, especially when it comes to women. It's important for us to be strong in our personalities. And so she's in a learning situation. So I don't feel completely negative about the situation, but I do see... A trying time, I, I actually do. And Dennis, is there anything that you can add to this, or did you want some information Mark, what, on that? Mark, what is
3: your birthday?
9: What is my birthday? Your yeah. birthday, yes. My birthday is March 14th, 1961.
1: What March, what did you say? March 14th. 14th,
9: okay. 1961. Yeah. Uh,
3: born at 1154, I think. Is, P.M. Okay, P.M. Right. Yeah. And so... Uh, in light of this, in terms of where the moon is in, in your chart, because of course you want to support your stepdaughter in this process, and uh, I, I'm going to say uh, it's very important for you that you're going to be there for her. Uh, that is what is critical for you. And uh, Saturn uh, is, is, um, is in a relationship with your moon, and I think one of the things that you're going to find, uh, which is a little bit of the silver lining, is you're going to get a lot closer. Mm. Uh, to your stepdaughter in this process and it's very important for you to be there for her so there's an element of your dedication to her that is coming and she feels this dedication and i believe this dedication is going to be a factor in her healing
1: wonderful that's fantastic that's that's great thank you so much for mentioning that dennis and, and so, Mark, if you could get her into some holistic care prior to surgery, if of course, if that's what she wants, and then immediately after surgery and then um, follow-up sessions, whether it's acupuncture or holistic medicine of some sort or energy work, um, so that, that space can be created for the physicians to go in and do the work necessary and remove as much as, of the mass as they can in a healthy way.
3: And Mark... Oh, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Mark, in, in, in addition... This process did not develop overnight. Absolutely. So uh, right, yeah, do that's not that's look that's at this process from a quick point of view. Look at it from a slow point of view because from a slow point of view, you're going to have more time. She is going to have more time to deal with this rather than something that is quick and expedient. Uh, and uh, in, in in that light... Um, you're going to be very consistent for her and in this consistent relationship that she is going to develop with you, in my opinion. Again, you're going to help her with her healing. But again, in terms of where uh, the planets are in reference to your moon, this has brought some turmoil into the family. And so within this, um, actually one of the silver lining is people within the family are going to come closer together, but I urge you to slow this process down, as Marie says, to get some additional opinions. And look at this on a little bit of a slower timeline, because I believe that'll help with the anxiety than what we call a quick fix. Okay, appreciate
9: that.
1: And I'm putting tons of light around you and your family and, of course, your stepdaughter and wishing you all complete and total health and well-being. And I really do believe that people can heal from anything. I truly right. believe that.
9: I, I, I believe that, too. Hey, is there any... I know that your schedule's pretty packed. Is right. there any way that you could... Maybe see her within the next week here? Yeah.
1: Um, what we do is you call the office, and my assistant Karen will, um, she'll be back in the office on Monday. We, I'm not in the office on Fridays. And she will make sure that your daughter comes in ASAP rather than June, which is, I believe, where I'm booking right now clients.
9: Okay. I'll, uh, I'll fire off an email right now. And, Wonderful. Uh, go from there. Wonderful. I appreciate your time.
1: Best of luck. All
9: right. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much. Bye S- bye. So we're going to continue going to the phones, and we have Maria from Seattle on the line. Hi, Maria. Hi. Hi, how are you?
4: I'm doing great. Wonderful. I, I have a question. Um, I sort of feel like um, the caller, David, earlier about the relationship issues, mm-hmm. you know, it's been going. Well, mine's been gone for like five and a half years now, and um, um, I don't know, this year maybe I should uh, need to really pay more attention to my work or my employment or my relationship. I, I kind of feel torn between the two. And so, in terms of my um, astrology chart, mm-hmm. um, what should I be focusing on?
3: Hi, Maria. What's your birth date? Um, 12-15-52. And you've been in this relationship for?
4: Almost five and a half years.
3: Okay. So this is December fifteenth, 52 Mm-hmm. Okay. And And uh, in, uh, in, in essence, in terms of... Uh, where the moon is placed in your chart I want to ask uh, you've been in this relationship about five years and we're yes. now in the year 2008 but did you go through upheaval in your life in 2001 and 2 oh yes yes, yes. And, and did that erode a lot of your trust uh. Because it's a time of upheaval, particularly in 2001 and 2002, and particularly as we come to the winter solstice and the holiday season, uh, yeah, for where I, your moon is, uh, December uh, is trying for each one of those years. Okay. And uh, that might have hurt your trust a little bit. And, and so um, in, in light of that, uh, this relationship started after that period of time. And uh, were there originally any trust flags that came up in this relationship for you?
4: I think for him, very much. Yeah. For, for me, it was, um, you know, I had just lost my husband, and then, you know, I allowed like two years to pass, and then I decided to start dating. And
1: yeah. Yeah, and losing the husband, that's very trying and difficult. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: This is, uh, the, the planets are in a place of incredible domestic upheaval. Mm-hmm. And so in light of that, on a certain level, I want to say um, it might be, you may have needed this time Uh, To really develop your sense of trust so that you can trust again, which is on some level, uh, this time might be beneficial for you, not as an obstruction, but as kind of that cook the food slowly and don't burn it because it is very important for you when you give your trust to someone again to know that you're not going to be traumatized. And Mm -hmm. so uh, see this as a very slow burn uh, until... You feel you can trust this individual, and I believe once you make that commitment, uh, you know, the relationship um, will, will, will open to a deeper space of trust for you. But I believe since uh, right before you started this relationship, uh, on, some, on, on several levels, it was a time of domestic upheaval. And so, in, in light of that, I think on some level, you might be waiting for your life uh, to be more calm and more tranquil before you're really going to invite this person in. So I would say once you get that tranquility, invite this person in, and if they don't want to come in, then it could be the potential to move on and start a new relationship from a place of tranquility, where uh, in in looking at where the planets were, uh, this relationship started pretty much after some trauma and domestic upheaval.
4: I I want more now, and I'm I'm willing to ask for it, and if I don't get it, I'm willing to leave. But I haven't. I need to offer that now.
1: Yeah.
3: And that and that also is uh, is is you certainly deserve more. But you, the the more you're really looking for is trust. Mm-hmm. Trust is critical. So you have to assess the bottom line if you can trust this person. Okay. And if you can trust them, then this can move to a place of domesticity. But if you really can't trust them, and you've got to be honest, then you're probably going to move on.
4: Mhm. What about my um how about my employment uh the situation? I I I I had qualified for a job that was just perfect for me and um I found out that I was, you know, wasn't accepted for it. So is there something in the offing here?
3: Well, as I always say, the, you know, the grass is always green until you've got to mow it, which is the job looks like it's perfect, you know, until you get in it. It's kind of the one that always <laughs> got away. <coughs> so, so, so maybe it
1: wasn't that great after yeah, <laughs> all. It, yeah, okay. Yeah. I can go with that. All yeah. right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling okay. in. That was just wonderful, Tommy. Thank you. Bye-bye. So I'm just going to go over some announces before we go back to the phone because we still have a few more people on the line. I'll be teaching a class on February 16th, January 16th. Tom's keeping a track of my calendar for me. Um, It's called Manifest Your Dreams. Actually, Manifest Your Goals and Desires. I'll be at the residence in Marriott in downtown Seattle on Lake Union. I'll be there every Third Wednesday of the month between now and November, teaching a two hour class. The fee is $35. Different um, themes in February, it'll be Meet Your Spirit Guides. I will also be teaching a class on um, February 15th at the East West Bookstore called Balance Your Human Energy System. Um, so it's to learn about the chakra system. And if you want to register for that class, you'll need to call the East West Bookstore in Seattle. Their phone number is 206 523 3726. Then I'll be teaching. Um, Automatic writing, which is a really popular class, it's how a person learns to connect to um, your guides, um, creation, and learn to bring information through your your hands or th- through some sort of awareness onto a piece of paper and answer wonderful questions for yourself. It's something I use every day in my life. Um, so that's what we have co- coming up um, really soon. And then on January 17th, we will have... Uh, we will have Gwen Williams, who's a feng shui person, who will be on the show for the rest. Well, for the next three weeks in January, we're actually going to be live at noon because the Washington Huskies girls basketball is going to be into their championships um, in the evening. So we're going to be preempted by sports for the next three weeks. So go Huskies. Even though I have two Cougs at home, I might have a Husky someday in the future as that's where Mina wants to go. And I just want to say thanks for Mina for answering the phones tonight because she's also helping to Take care of her mom. So why don't we continue on with answering the phone lines, and we have Renee on the line. Hi, Renee. Hello. There we go. Is that Renee? Are you there?
10: Yes, I am. Hi.
1: How are you? I'm fine. Good. What can we do for you?
10: Oh, well, it's kind of exciting. I'm here with my daughter who is getting ready to deliver a little soul.
6: Ah. And
10: we've been waiting, and she's had some problems with her past two deliveries, and so. The question is, can you tell us, is she ready and when? And and right. then also for Dennis, what can we expect from this little soul astrologically?
1: Right. No, these are all great questions, and it'll be fun to hear what Dennis has to say as well. Yeah. I think that this birth is going to be much, much easier. I just have a, a really good feeling. Um, I think in the past there's been some... Um, difficulty with movement of the babies, (laughs) you know, getting them in the proper position um, for delivery. At least that's what I'm seeing when I'm in the womb. And um, what's happened, which in my mind has helped energetically, is that you and your daughter have gotten closer. Uh, And what what people don't understand is when it comes to um, becoming pregnant and having children, fertility and giving birth, a lot of it depends on our relationships with our mothers because we're about to merge into motherhood and so if we have some issues that aren't exactly resolved, then it can create some problems whether it's conceiving or giving birth wow. so that's my prediction is that you're going to have it's going to be a much faster delivery and i think it's going to be a smooth um normal delivery as well but you'll Wonderful. have to let me know you'll have to write me in and oh, let I me know will. <laughs> yeah and so um what question do you have for dennis well
10: with this little girl can um before we go Marie, is yeah. she is she ready soon i mean do we no. have a long wait we or? got a little
1: wait um, a little wait. i, yeah. I see some some cooking going on still, so I don't think this okay. baby is quite ready to jump across the finish line as of yet. But
10: and I know we don't want, she doesn't want you know, the Pitocin and all of that and she's concerned, um, so I wanted to ask what your thoughts were about that. Yeah, now.
1: so not quite yet. Not
10: quite yet. Yeah, Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. Sure.
3: And, and what, Renee, what's the due date okay. of the child?
10: Uh, the 4th of January. Mm. All, right. all right. So, so we're, we're a little bit, yeah, well, we're
3: not and, quite at and the end. actually, uh, uh, it we're, we're coming up to what we call a new moon next week, which means oh, the moon's right. kind of waning down. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, uh, my wife's, you know, delivered four daughters, you know, and I certainly have been in the, in the waiting room <laughs> while I've been waiting for this. And it's important to trust the wisdom of the child because actually uh, the, the, moon, the moon isn't strong right now. And, uh-huh. and so uh, as, the, as the moon kind of wanes down, uh, uh the delay just means that the child is gestating and waiting for a better period of time and we have to Smart trust child. the wisdom of the soul yeah. because uh the the child um right right now wants to come in in a more supportive period of time. So once the moon gets to what we call, you know, basically about what we call the fifth tithy, which is about five days after the new moon, this delay is not particularly bad. I've seen this delay before, which is there's just a lot of support. Don't put a lot of worry around it. But the child uh, probably wants to pick a more supportive time to come in. And it sounds like there's a lot of support, in this family, yeah, and the child's just waiting for uh, the period of time where that res- uh, that support is reflected. So right. uh, you know, it, it's it's kind of like uh, making wine. We serve no wine before its time, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we want it to gestate a little bit more so it kind of has that full bouquet. So waiting isn't always a bad thing, and we always have to understand that you know the doctors kind of give their due date based right. upon you know what yeah. their belief system is in gestation. Right. But the child kind of knows best in terms of what's in alignment with this karma. And right. and so uh, as we'll be kind of watching this moon, this moon is actually building up more momentum as it's going to be uh, lining up uh, uh, in the next couple of days uh, with m- much os- much more auspicious planets. So right. actually, I see it as a very good thing because the moon is coming up and what we say conjoining benefic planets. And so Wonderful. the weight is merited. It's like a good bottle of wine, and we are waiting for it to Yay. be
1: full. Yay! This is all good news. It's good news. And but as yeah. a nurse who used to work in a hospital, um, it's the new moons and the full moons where everybody goes into labor and very ah. unique people who are having a hard time come into the hospital. And I don't mean the pregnant people. I mean other people. <laughs> (laughs) so it's (laughs) a very active time this is coming up to a new moon yeah that's right well marie i wanted you
10: to know too i've been listening to your show for since the beginning and i'm just thrilled with it and um really growing from listening to it oh thank you so much your
1: your presence you're welcome thank you for listening and Mm, happy new year happy new baby Mm, thank you bye-bye bye-bye so we're going to go to our next caller we have tammy from seattle how are you tammy
11: Hi, actually, this is a uh, Randy. Randy. Um, Hi, Randy. Yeah, my uh, Tammy had to, uh, she had to go, so she oh, wanted okay. me to ask the question. Okay. All and, right,
1: great. And it's
11: uh, related to, she uh, just went an antidepressant Prozac. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it basically for um, anxiety mm-hmm. and some, uh, mm-hmm. some anger issues that she right. was dealing with. <laughs> right. And that seemed to have leveled out, but mm-hmm. then there's the side effects of um, right. Uh, You know, she's sleeping a lot, and uh, she has a a lowered libido. Right. And um, so, you know, there's the good and the bad. And we're just wondering um, what's your opinion on the energetics involved with that type of medication?
1: Um, Well. And it's a very well um, prescribed medication. I mean, it's used all over the world um, more than I would like it to be, as well as other antidepressants. But when I'm looking at um, Tammy, I am seeing that she she kind of needs this temporarily. You know, um, although the sleeping also means that she's still depressed in, yeah. in my mind. You know, yeah. so the medication is isn't working as well as we would like it to, which is kind of a common complaint we hear from most people. I don't think antidepressants work as well as we wish they would. Right. And and so now it's time for her. If it's calming things down. And Helping with some of her anger issues, it's time for her to begin to um, find other ways to cope, other healthy ways to cope. Yeah. Right. Um, is there anything you wanted to add, Dennis? We're beginning to wind down on the show. Well, uh, again, uh, mm-hmm.
3: medication has its proper place when an issue is acute. But often as it becomes less acute, we don't want to develop it as a crutch uh, uh, because we want to, again, strengthen the limb. So I I believe in medications and acuity. But once the issue is no longer acute, I like to look at other alternatives so a person feels they have choice rather than the dependency issues that medication sometimes brings up
11: okay yeah because right before she went on it we had a connection and we started to you know see each other more clearly as friends and let go of some control issues wow and then she went into the medication and that kind of you know even things out also but as far as the stars and uh, uh, are concerned is there a is this a good time to kind of like you know, take it as like a temporary break and then transition out of it at a certain time?
3: Well, we're coming up to a new moon, and new moons are always good for new beginnings. That new moon is going to be on Tuesday. So again, you know, we have a new year, we kind of have a new moon, so one could look at a resolution on what one wants to strengthen for the new year. uh, And maybe... the timing is good.
1: Maybe making, creating some new coping mechanisms, you know, with the new moon... Prior to, you know, releasing something that tends to be working temporarily. So I I think that's a great idea with the new moon is finding new ways. Because it's okay to be angry just to find a a healthy way to do it so that it doesn't disrupt everyone else in our lives. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. I hope that helps. It does great. Thank you. You're so welcome. So Dennis, give us your phone number and your website.
3: Please, people can reach us at 425-778-6487. And you can see us on the web at www.vedicsciences.com. V-E-D-I-C-S-C-I-E-N-C-E-S.
1: Well, it has been absolutely wonderful and a pleasure to have you here on the show. And I hope that you'll come back.
2: Pleasure is mine. We will be back.
1: Oh, thank you so much, and Happy New Year to everyone, and Happy New Year again. Views expressed
2: on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KWJZ 98.9 FM, Digital HD3, Seattle.